Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News for March 16th. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today are my two favorite co-hosts, the crickets that live in my office. Once again, it is just me, my other co-hosts off gallivanting around, things to do, parents to teacher conference with, and games to be designed for the upcoming Unpub. Busy people I work with, but that is A-OK, because the news does not stop rolling, so I do not stop podcasting. So I'm here with some broadcast news and some Kickstarter spotlight for you, the listener, give you a little something to round out the end of your week, and hopefully we'll keep this short and sweet for you. First up, an announcement from us, the podcast. Come on out to Unpub 7 this weekend in Baltimore, Maryland, and try out Storm Chasers with Dan. He is fortunate enough to have a table for Saturday morning and Sunday afternoon, which means that if you have been interested in his design or just want to come see us, look for the podcast of Nonsensical Gamer t-shirts and uh, try out a pretty cool game about chasing storms. It has dice, everybody. Now, that's all that's going to be going on with us, but it should be a fun, packed weekend that we will be able to recover from and report on in the upcoming episode 64 next weekend. But for now... Let's talk about what else is going on in the hobby outside of us. And uh, Eric Lang, back in the news, coming out of the Gamma Trade Show uh, in Vegas this past week. Cool Mini or Not, or CMON Limited, has officially announced hiring Eric Lang as the full-time director of game design for the company, as well as bringing on Adrian Smith as lead artist, which is the same artist that did Blood Rage and The Others. Now, that's a pretty big get for CMON Limited, as Eric Lang has obviously produced and designed many of their games, but he's also done a lot of work with FFG, Asmodee. A lot of the companies out there have been after Eric Lang because he's a very hot designer. He's a very good designer, especially in this Ameritrash, American-style, thematic, dice-rolly, card-gamey kind of world. Uh, he's pretty good at those things, and it's kind of a big grab for CMON to lock him up. One is their exclusive designer and uh, as their director of game design. I don't know how much influence he'll have over designs. I don't know if Simon Limited is just going to be Eric Lang Central, but he's got a pretty diverse background and is very experienced, so it's always interesting to see how people move up in the world and how that might affect what comes out of the company. Speaking of, moving right into game announcements, Simon Limited also you know, coupled this big announcement with a game announcement of their own. They are releasing a miniatures game in the Song of Ice and Fire universe, also known as the Game of Thrones universe. In quarter three on Kickstarter, they're going to be releasing a Stark versus Lannister kind of core set to get two armies to play this miniatures game. And then in 2018, they will be having a full release where I assume you'll be able to access some of the other houses and flesh out the game a little bit more. This will be a pre-assembled miniatures game coming from Simon, and you know the quality of their miniatures. So it's actually pretty exciting. There are some pictures... Not a whole lot of information on it necessarily, but you can check out CMON Limited's website if you're interested to learn a little bit more. Uh, but that is kind of a big get. And related, some people were wondering kind of what this speaks to in terms of the FFG license, because FFG is known to uh, release many Game of Thrones products, including some of their smaller box games, but also you know the big Game of Thrones board game and their Game of Thrones second edition LCG, which is currently doing pretty well. Uh, from what I understand, at least from the best guess that's floating out there, I don't think FFG is going to lose their Game of Thrones license. I think it's going to be shared. It's likely not exclusive. 
And if it is, it's likely the similar deal that uh, they had with Games Workshop, where it's probably got a miniatures game hold on it, basically. So they make card games and board games at FFG. You know, don't make any miniatures games in the Game of Thrones universe and you're A-OK. Could have been a similar arrangement, and that may be how Simon locked up the license for this miniatures game. All speculation, though, just some interesting facts and thinking about how these kind of titles float around. Also coming out of Simon Limited, the Modern Art reprint will be hitting shelves in quarter three. This is the famed Knizia auction game, very popular, classic title in this realm. I'm sure Todd is very excited for this to come back out. And one of the cool things about this is that this version actually uses modern day artists who practice modern art. So the game is going to feature a couple page spread in the rulebook uh, showcasing some of the artwork of the, the artist included. And then the cards and everything will obviously have some of that artwork on it. So a cool way to break the fourth wall a little bit and include some modern art in the reprint of modern art. Also coming out of Gamma from Portal Games, they have announced Detective, a modern crime board game. This will be coming in 2018, and this is a puzzle and mystery solving game with an online component. Now there are five scenarios to solve, and you can play them individually or as a campaign, and kind of piggybacking off the time stories and the Sherlock Holmes consulting detective kind of thing. This is a crime solving game. You're trying to solve the mystery, and you have a whole database of clues and suspects and things like that but the twist here is that portal games the design coming from ignasi is spreading out into the internet and they say that you will have the full you'll have the full range of resources in your life to solve these mysteries so you can get on wikipedia and research information or go on the internet and try to find out you know check motives and alibis and things like that so they are saying that this breaks the fourth wall a little bit and it's almost kind of like a weird virtual reality thing where you're you're just getting closer and closer to actually doing the things that you're pretending to do in these games. So this is kind of interesting, and I guess we'll kind of see how they how they do it. My biggest concern, obviously, Portal Games is, will the rulebook make sense, and will they be putting out a second edition before you finish playing the first edition? But that is just my own cynicism. We will have to see. It sounds like a pretty cool idea, and something that I, kind of being on the same kick, would be interested in. Announced by Bezier Games, The Palace of Mad King Ludwig coming out at Spiel 2017. This is a tile-laying collective palace building game. Although it is still competitive, not cooperative, it is in the same vein of Castles of Mad King Ludwig where you're laying tiles and building rooms and activating powers, but instead of having an auction and things like that, you are simply tile-laying for a collective purpose. You're trying to contribute the most to the palace before the endgame timer ticks down and the unique part about that that they are showcasing is that you are actually throughout the game building the moat around the pass the palace and it sounds like when that moat is completed that will end the game a game that i've never really been into and a theme that i'm not really into i've been unimpressed with the castles of mad king ludwig but every game is new so something worth checking out i like tile laying i like the idea of collectively contributing uh, it just doesn't seem all that new it feels a little samey a little monotonous but you know we'll see spiel 2017 it'll come out i'm sure it'll be hyped people really like that theme in that setting uh, and that game style so something to take a look at coming from pandasaurus games outside of the fervor i'm having over wasteland express delivery service uh, they locked up minerva which they will be updating this hyat 
Hisashi Hayashi design, which focuses on tile laying with power activation. It'll get a new slab of paint, look a little fancier, and be ported over, but this game is out right now. You can find it overseas and something to look into in case you're interested in the gameplay. You can find some more information on there. Another pretty cool idea that has been kind of birthed and come to life this year will be a collaboration between Nevermore Games and Button Shy Games, something they're calling the Spiel Press, which is, as they call it, a premier roll-and-write game in book form. Now, they have two games that will be coming. The first is Star Maps, where you are charting constellations, and the second is Blood Royals, where you are mapping po the political geography of this feud, and as you play the game, kind of the control of areas and the political control will shift. So the idea here is to create role and write games, a relatively simplistic idea, but in a book form that enhances gameplay, that gives you changes from game to game, that is more than just like quicks where you have the same little board every time or rolling America, something like that, and actually to really turn this into a dynamic genre of games and really sharp looking product that they have coming out uh, something that I'm interested in although roll and write you know I'm not really into this roll and write fad that's going on right now but it's very hot in kind of a smaller subset of the board gaming hobby so it's something that you'll be seeing more and more and this is a very niche inside of a niche kind of thing uh, but very cool you know and I like Nevermore games I like button shy games so pretty cool to see new ideas coming up very innovative speaking of innovation we finally get to see what AEG will be doing next with their card crafting system. They have a trick-taking game called Custom Heroes coming out, where you take a normal trick-taking game, and as you play, you get to upgrade the cards or change the cards by putting things into card sleeves via the card crafting system that Mystic Veil put in place. So we finally get to see what they're going to be doing next. This still isn't that big dungeon crawl that supposedly the system was created for, but... I love trick-taking games. I think the card crafting system is legitimately cool. So another cool way to do this. Something worth checking out. Up next from Monolith, Batman the Board Game, which will be built on the Conan engine. Now, we've been talking about Conan a little bit. I dig it. Dan is somewhere in between. But either way, high production quality, really good minis, really highly detailed production value. But, you know, whether or not the rules in the story can, can hold up, not so sure and whether people like the theme of Conan that was a little bit contentious. But now we have Batman the board game, which is in development, will not come out, I believe it'll be a Kickstarter, but won't be hitting Kickstarter until it's further along in production and development because they don't want the same delays that happened with Conan to occur. But when this does come to Kickstarter, it sounds like it's gonna be something pretty cool. It's got this Euro-y dungeon crawl feel, but it's gonna be Batman and that whole universe, which is pretty cool. Uh, lots of villains, lots of canon to explore, uh, and not many good Batman games have come out. I mean, I honestly can't think of any good Batman games that have come out, although I have not played the miniatures game, which looks pretty sharp. So a theme that people could probably get on board with, and I wouldn't be surprised if this thing sold gangbusters when it finally hits Kickstarter. Next up from Hurricane Games, a re-release of Madam Ching, a game that we have not talked about in a very long time, but one that Dan consistently wanted to try and wrap his head around because he didn't hate it and he really wanted to like it. Something about it just grabbed onto Dan and he kept wanting to try it. Well, they are re-releasing Madam Ching as a two-player only design. The rules will stay exactly the same, just about. The board will shift and the box size will shift a little bit, but apparently the designers at Hurricane went back and looked and said, well, Madam Ching is best at a two-player design 
and they thought that the game got overlooked a lot because people were playing it at 3 and 4 and it wasn't doing so well. So they are going to take one last stab at trying to get this game a little bit more notice on the market and re-release it as a two-player only design. And I have to say, that excites me because I love two-player games and I never thought to play Madam Ching as a two-player only game. I played it at three and four players. So Dan has a copy of this. There's actually a lot of copies floating around for fairly cheap. So if you're interested in doing this exact thing without buying the new copy, you could go find a cheap copy of Madam Ching and just try it out because the rules are supposed to say the same. Something that I might do with Dan's copy if I get lucky. From Thundergriff Games, Dead Man's Doubloons was announced. This is a two to five player game where players are searching for treasure, gems, and maps, and then we'll duke it out in a battle to kind of see who's the best pirate. Trick here is that player elimination isn't full elimination because if you die, you get to continue on the game as a ghost pirate or on a ghost ship, which is kind of cool. Now the game gets a little bit harder for you, but you're not cut out completely, which I think is always a positive move. If you want to have a game where you're going to you know, fight to the death, that's cool, but then some people are going to sit around and do nothing, not so cool. So a unique way to kind of keep people involved, even though it does sound that you'd be at somewhat of a disadvantage, but I guess that's what you get for being a crappy pirate. So sorry about that. That is Dead Man's Doubloons from Thundergriff Games. Two things that I'm pretty excited about from Renegade Games. First up, a partnership with Foxtrot Games that they are enacting to create the Fox and the Forest coming this summer, 2017. This is a two-player trick-taking game, which is an interesting prospect. Much like two-player drafting, two-player trick-taking is not always its strongest form, but all the more reason to try to take on that challenge and create a game that can make it work. Now, from what I've read about the game, it sounds like there is a bit of a push-your-luck element where you are enacting some fairy tale hero powers to change the game, to change the trick, to enact special powers, maybe gather more cards and things like that. But there's this element of being too greedy, where if you try to take too much, you may lose in some fashion. So it sounds like maybe not an exact like flip a card, roll a die, push your luck, but this idea that you need to monitor how much you're trying to take and do it one single time. So that sounds pretty cool. Also from Renegade Games, like breaking news, I just saw on my Instagram and my Twitter feed that Renegade has announced a Scott Pilgrim game, specifically Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Card Game by Keith Baker, which will be a deck building game for two to six players coming from Renegade this summer 2017, and you'll get to play as all of your favorite characters. And this is based off the graphic novel, which is fantastic, because I'm a big Scott Pilgrim fan. I think it's hilarious. I love it. I'm so happy to have the full collection on my shelf. I think the movie is fantastic. I own two copies of it because I'm that big of a nerd. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. I really enjoy Scott Pilgrim. I mean, it takes me back to my roots being a video gamer, being kind of a nerd, being goofy, Scott Pilgrim is really something special. If you've never read any of Scott Pilgrim, you should jump in and try it out, watch the movie, things like that. And then I will be very excited, even if it's a flop, to add the deck building game from Renegade Games to my shelf. Fortunately, Renegade Games has been on fire lately, and I completely trust that they'll come up with something pretty cool. So check that out in summer of 2017. IDW Games has announced that they are teaming up with Atari and John Gilmore to bring Centipede, Asteroids, and Missile Command to the tabletop. Now these are old classic Atari games, and I have no idea how this is going to work. It sounds like from what I've read, they just kind of tasked John Gilmore, you know, co-designer of Dead of Winter and things like that, with coming up with a game around these things. So instead of having a game having someone kind of refine it and implement it. It's like, hey, we want to do this. Can you make 
card games or board games out of these. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm not super excited about the idea because I doubt that they'll be terribly depthy or interesting because they're not very depthy or interesting video games. I mean, they're based around score chasing and the challenge of old clunky video games that were hard to play because technology was kind of crappy. So the idea of porting that over doesn't really excite me. It sounds like maybe they're trying to capitalize on some of the fervor that Bloodborne, the card game, and other things like, you know, they're pulling these video game properties over. Maybe trying to capitalize on that along with a little bit of nostalgia. Ah, I don't know about that. So we'll see how it goes. IDW Games is kind of hit or miss, but they've had some good ideas, so something to check out. And finally, the last thing that I've heard announced from USAopoly, the Monster Box of Monsters for Harry Potter the deck building game, uh, Battle for Hogwarts, I suppose it's called, uh, will be coming out soon, so the first expansion has been announced. This has 150 additional cards. I don't know exactly which characters it's going to add in terms of monsters and people, but it's called the Monster Box of Monsters, so it sounds like it's going to be more bad guys to fight. And uh, this is a game that I haven't gotten to try, but people seem to be enjoying for its simplicity. It's got the years 1 through 7. Apparently it gets a little bit harder as it goes. You play through the movie properties. Uh, you know, something that I'm willing to try. I think Dan has a copy of it, but cool that they're still supporting it. It's not just going to be a flash in the pan, but not really something that I'm jumping out of my pants to get. So that is all of the game announcements that I have for you today. I've got a couple of app things, and then we're going to jump right into Kickstarter. First up, Sentinels of the Multiverse has announced a challenge mode for their very popular app. Apparently Sentinels is great on Steam and on the phone. So they've gone ahead and added a challenge mode, which increases the difficulty of all villains across the board. Gives them a special power that lets them break the rules, makes them even more difficult, and really give people the challenge that they're looking for, given that they're playing it solo a lot. Also, Steam is coming to Steam. Apparently the Steam port is fantastic as well, although I haven't gotten a chance to play this classic train game. Uh, it is something that interests me, and you know, it coming to Steam might give me a better platform to get it to the table, something that I can play without having to get everyone together. Uh, my game group doesn't always want to play games like Steam, so... Having this available electronically makes things a little bit easier, and it looks really sharp, you know, something to consider. They're going to have all the different maps come out, and it looks like it's going to come out all at once, so you won't have to wait too much for additional content. And finally, 8-Minute Empire is in the works. No release date as of yet, but there are some screens available on BoardGameGeek.com, and the game looks pretty sharp. Another game that I haven't gotten to play, but another game that becomes more available to me via the internet and electronic mediums. So... I've heard that this is the best way, or I guess maybe it's 8-Minute Empire Legends that is the best way to play this game. Uh, this older, not, not that old, but this older Red Raven Games title from Ryan Lockett. Uh, I've heard that it's fun. People really enjoy it, and that it's more like 8 minutes per person per empire. But that's okay. Uh, something to try out on the phone. Maybe I can get Tiff to finally play a different game. We'll have to see about that. All right. So with all that aside... Let's go ahead and jump into some Kickstarter Spotlight. Now, Kickstarter is a little bit weird right now. And when I say weird, I mean it's actually got a whole lot of stuff on it. Now, we've gone through a lull where there has not been much on Kickstarter for me to really talk about and showcase. That has led to us checking out some actually cool, indie, weird, tiny little projects that may or may not have done well. Cool things to back. Uh, right now is a hot time for Kickstarter. Lots of things coming out. It's a lull of like primary AAA releases, if you want to call them that. So Kickstarter's doing really well. One in particular we will get to, but let's first talk about kind of a rundown of what's going on with Kickstarter because there's a lot of things to check out, but there's also a lot of things that have just gone up, 
which means that I'm going to try to split my time. The projects that have more time to go, I will wait and cover in the future because we'll have a probably a second recording of the news before those projects finish. So we will wait until those get a little bit closer to being done. And for now, I'll take the opportunity to kind of hone in on some of the games that either really need your support or have a limited amount of time. Uh, so just to look over the tabletop games page. Now, the best way to find what's good out there right now is by searching for the popular. Now, sometimes I like to use the popular, sometimes I don't. But right now, if you go by like if you go by what's ending soonest, a whole bunch of not so much great stuff is ending. There's a lot of stuff that really isn't doing really well, not gaining a lot of funding, not gaining a lot of backing because there's just not there's a still a wealth of not so great games. Now there are some really interesting stuff to check out though that I'm excited for, but out of 292 projects, you might have 20 projects worth really honing in on and checking out and considering backing, and that means you've got a bunch of nonsense left on the other end, which is actually what we specialize in. So let's sift that out since we know it so well and talk about some of the things that we really want to hone in on. The first up, a game that I'm excited for is Solstice, Drafting and Deception for two to four players. This is coming from the designer of Cry Havoc, Hocus, and Druids, Grant Rodiak. So Cry Havoc has been doing really well. I'm a fan of Hocus, and I've got my copy of Druids. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but some quality designs, and I really admire Grant Rodiak for what he's doing. He's doing small batch games at the moment. Hocus wasn't huge. Druids in particular was 200 backers fulfilled really quickly in a couple of months. And this is the same kind of deal. So Solstice is going to be 18 bucks or 35 bucks if you want some deluxe components, uh, some extra tokens and things like that. And it's going to be fulfilling in May or July, depending on which one you back. And this is a small print run game. This game will not hit stores. This is the way to get it. It might end up on a store depending on what he has left over. But this really is a Kickstarter project in its truest form. So this is a multiplayer game, like I said, for two to four players. And the goal is to kind of use intrigue to your advantage and a little bit of deception to score victory points, obviously. And what this involves is drafting cards that are under your control and your opponent's control. So depending on which color the card is, it'll tell you whether it's yours or somebody else's. So you'll have control over other people's things. And when you play them, you play them face down and reveal a certain amount of information about them. And what you want are your cards on the table resolving, because when your cards resolve, you can gain victory points, potentially. Now, depending on where you play and how the cards interact, your cards might be killed off, or you might be giving strength to other people. And there's kind of a unique way of grabbing cards and deciding strategically how you're going to play these cards that aren't always to your advantage how do you kind of minimize their impact on you and then also maximize the potential benefit for you uh, so it's got some interesting ideas going on and it's a very small package like i said small box price and even if you get the deluxe edition 35 bucks isn't that bad it comes in a little uh almost like a little deck box that you would get like a magic deck in so the art is fantastic you know it's really sharp looking i like the style that it's doing it seems to have a nice amount of game in a small package and like I said the limited nature of this game is what makes it really interesting for Kickstarter because this is how you get it even if this game blows up I mean it's got to get fairly big to get a good solid print run that is affordable and manageable so if this game doesn't get picked up this might be the only way to ever grab a copy of it so it's one that I'll be backing I'm really excited about it I think that Grant is doing really cool work seems like a really nice guy he's got a lot of good information on his 
page. He's very accessible via Twitter, so something to check out. Solstice, drafting and deception for two to four players, and coming from a designer that a lot of people are coming to know and trust. Now, additionally on Kickstarter, we've got some other stuff to check out. We've got the Pursuit of Happiness community expansion. If you like Pursuit of Happiness, that's up there. We've got a game called Cytosis, a cell biology board game, which we'll be digging into in a future episode. We've got Entropy, Worlds Collide, which is a game from Rule and Make over in Australia, a game that we actually have a copy of and have been able to play. It's actually a really fun, similar to kind of like Solstice, a really fun deception bluffing-y kind of game where you're trying to remake this reality, basically get cards in order using action selection each turn. So that's pretty cool. We've got the Baseball Highlights 2045 Spring Training, which is a two-player introductory version, but also one of the best ways to get a hold of all of the Baseball Highlights stuff, which is a game that Dan and our brother Mike are a big fan of, a game that I would really like to own and something that I'm considering backing so I can get a hold of everything in one place. Dragoon, the reprint and expansion, a game that I've seen pop up on all of my feeds, but I still don't know a whole lot about. This is another one that I think we'll be digging into in the future because it still has 25 days to go but a really cool looking game that I'd like to know more about. There's also some popular Kickstarters like GKR Heavy Hitters, which is a robot battling game, Dinosaur Island from Pandasaurus, the Shut Up and Sit Down Monikers Nonsense Box, which is an expansion for the game Monikers, which I still haven't gotten a chance to play, but that seems to be the party game of choice lately. The Grimslingers expansion, which is a game that is super, super beautiful, even if the gameplay is a little wonky and it's really not taking off, but the expansion is up on Kickstarter something to check out. But again, another game that I'm going to hone in on is Ladder 29, Ladder Climbing Firefighters Extinguishing Cards. This is coming from Jason Katarski and designers Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. So this is the next in the Green Couch Games line, and Dan and I, I think, are in agreement in considering this probably Green Couch Games' best card game, at least our favorite game to come out of this line. They've had a lot of good things come through. A lot of our friends design for Green Couch. Jason's one of our friends as well. And he does great stuff with small box card games or small box games in general. So all kinds of love. I have most of the collection in my collection. Uh, but this game is really sharp and it's got that classic ladder climbing feel. Now it's got 26 days to go. It's not quite a third of the way funded yet. And it's only going to run you 19 bucks. It's going to deliver this year in October. And it's just a really fantastic ladder climbing game. And the reason what makes it so cool is that you play to a score first. Now, some ladder climbing games do that. You're playing to a certain amount and you score points based on this. It's not really a bid, but essentially you draft point scoring cards at the beginning of each round. You get your hand, you take a look at it, you do your pass card. And then you say, all right, I, I'm evaluating my hand and I'm going to draft a card that's going to give me points based on when I go out. Obviously, the game is to go, point of the game is to go out. Each of those point scoring cards has a rule that's going to modify your gameplay. You can only play runs that end in even numbers. You always have to have a blue card in all of your pairs. You can't play pairs. You always have to beat singles by two or more. So the points that you score correspond with the difficulty of that rule and there's always a no rule first player card where you get just get to be first player but you're only going to get so many points if you win off of that one because you have no disadvantage so it's this cool you're almost kind of like being a macho firefighter where you're like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna grab this potentially 12 point card if i can go out first even though this detriment is so big and i just think that's a really cool way to 
add an extra layer of evaluation to ladder climbing games because often one of the big one of the biggest problems I have is evaluating my hand. How am I going to organize my hand and how am I going to go about my strategy? Well, depending on what my rule is, that'll modify my strategy and help me, you know, narrow it down and see I can only play this way or I can only play that way. Additionally, it allows me to hedge my bets where I can say, okay, I only need six more points to win. I can take this really hard card and even if I go out third, I can secure my victory. Or you know, I can try to scoop this if I go for this really hard card or take it easy. You know, it's just really interesting ways to do a regular old ladder climbing game. Like, there are some special power cards within the deck that there are trumps and ways to change the gameplay with, you know, the two special cards that act as a pair or the dog that, you know, models after whatever card you play it with, things like that. But I think that the real success here is small box game, small box price, taking something familiar that you can really jump into easily and saying, all right, here is our spin on this and having that be such a successful spin. You know, I just, my thoughts are a little bit jumbled on it, so hopefully you can make sense of all that, but I just really think that this is something successful. It also looks very pretty. I really like the art style. I think it's really cool. And I'm just, I'm really bummed at this point in time that this game has not just funded straight out. I feel like everything Jason puts up on Green Couch, he's vetting it. He's just making a lot of hard decisions on, you know, what should come and what should go. And this game is definitely one that needs to be funded. If this does not fund, I'm going to be very upset. Very upset, Kickstarter backers, because Rising Sun has $2.5 million right now. And all this game wants is 12000 And it's not there yet. And this is a game that is going to live with you forever. You're going to have Ladder 29, and you're going to be able to teach it to your kids. You're going to be able to teach it to your grandparents, your parents, anyone that comes around. Try a classic card game with a cool little theme on it. It's got a little flair to it. Whereas something like Rising Sun is beautiful, and those minis are going to sit in the box after you play it a couple times. You know, it's going to be it, it's going to replace Blood Rage for you. What are you going to do with all that money you spent? This is an awesome Kickstarter project. Check it out. Sorry to gush so much. One more that I want to throw out there, a game that has funded and is doing well, and I'm happy for it, is the Antidote Lab Alliance expansion. Coming from Dennis Hoyle and Bellwether Games, a company that we are very fond of. You know, they're a smaller company, but they've come out with some solid products. I really enjoy the things that Dennis is able to curate and kind of get under his line. And Antidote is one that Kelly, we did a preview for Swamped, one of the games that um, they released previously. We weren't a huge fan of that, but along with Swamped, he sent along Antidote, which is a deception game where you've got all these different like beaker colors, essentially, substances inside of beakers. You're trying to play cards, discover what this mystery antidote is in the middle, and end up with that antidote and the highest value of that antidote so that you can stay alive, essentially. It's kind of a silly little theme about a lab explosion and bad stuff. But it's actually a really cool deduction game, and Kel has latched onto it so much. She loves Antidote, to the point where she made everyone sick of playing Antidote because that's all she wanted to do. But it's actually a really solid little deduction game that a lot of people have not gotten a chance to play, and this is an expansion for that that's only going to run you 9 bucks, which is um, 9 bucks to expand a game that's already pretty solid, delivering December 2017, so you're still getting it this year. Nice little Christmas present, stocking stuffer. Not a bad deal, and definitely a game that I can recommend. It sounds like Antidote Lab Alliance is adding a lot of different ways to play. Specifically, they're saying five different ways to play, uh, including team play and nine players 
new action cards and special cards and they have this lab romance thing this like mini expansion within the box which is kind of funny thematically tells this strange story about people in the lab being into other people in the lab and that affects your gameplay where you're trying to match up uh, alongside the deception that you're normally playing so it's you got to play it to check it out but there's a lot in this little box and it sounds like there's a lot in this little expansion so i'm excited to kind of showcase this because like i said we all know that we're backing rising sun it's got 2.5 million dollars it's out there it's got beautiful minis it's a cool game this is a little game this is a kickstarter game this is something worth checking out because rising sun is coming out either way antidote lab alliance fortunately has funded and will now come out but it may not have otherwise so this is what kickstarter is for these are the games to check out go check out antidote lab alliance ending in four days from the time of this recording and don't be afraid to give some love to some of the smaller projects especially the ones that, you know, are really working hard, doing their homework, putting out a good product, putting together a good page. You know, those are the things to to look for when you're looking for a good Kickstarter project. Like I said, 200 of those games are not succeeding in this front. I'm sorry, but I can be a Kickstarter consultant, maybe. You never know. And, you know, since I have talked about it so many times, I might as well say CMON Limited has Rising Sun up. It's got 18 days remaining. It has two and a half million dollars almost this is eric lang's spiritual successor to blood rage this is a game that i think much like arcadia quest so you had arcadia quest which turned out to be a really decent kickstarter game after a bunch of duds everyone regretted not backing it so the next time arcadia quest came out people went gangbusters getting everything arcadia quest they could let's get all of the old stuff simon packs their stuff full you pay a 100 bucks and you get gazillions of dollars worth of stuff it's crazy how they do it i think we're seeing a similar phenomenon with rising sun now this game has hype this game has scythe hype this will be the scythe of this year for sure there's no way it's not now has it earned it i think the miniatures have earned it i think that the look of this game much like the look of scythe has created so much fervor and people are all over it now the question is does this game follow through i do not know i have not played it now blood rage some people jumped in a lot of people jumped in actually but some people still missed it and then they're like great i missed all the expansions i can't get this you can buy them for hundreds of dollars on ebay they're valuable you know there's supply and demand at work here now we've got two and a half million dollars and twenty-eight thousand people twenty-two thousand people backing rising sun i think so that they don't miss out and to be fair i think that simon is doing it the right way they've got one pledge level 100 bucks the shipping will be evaluated later you get it April of next year. I think that's the way to do it. I commend them for this. I think it's a simple page. They've got all the stretch goals. They've got beautiful minis. Oh my God, this game is gorgeous. So I'm not I'm not trying to be hypocritical because I'm likely going to back this game so that I also don't miss out. But it's it's an interesting phenomenon that I think, you know, this is this is the hype train. We've talked about the hype train time and time again. I don't know that this game is going to be fantastic who knows if it'll be a smash hit now i think some people have played it i don't think that they would make it and it would be junk but this is a different game it's not blood rage 2.0 this has a social element to it which you know some people played blood rage with but you know i don't know i i think that i think that is interesting at least and i think that there's every reason to back this i think that is beautiful it again is eric lang it's likely a good game but I think that it's being carried the same way that so many other Kickstarter projects are, are being carried. And that's kind of the 
the moral of today's Kickstarter spotlight is, you know, what? why are we going gangbusters over this game when there's a lot of other good games that aren't getting attention, you know? So I don't know. I'm going to step down off my very convoluted high horse right now and just say that it's up there, Rising Sun. We'll likely talk about it more. I'm going to ask Dan what he thinks about it because he's got some interesting thoughts. Watch the gameplay trailers, read the rules, check out the things that you can get. Uh, you're definitely getting your money's worth if you're into it. If you're into minis specifically, uh, it sounds like you're going to get a whole lot for your 100 bucks. The question is the gameplay, so don't neglect looking at the gameplay before you back. All right, this has been far too much of me talking solo. I appreciate you all sticking with me. Hopefully you enjoyed broadcast news from March 16th. We will be going to Unpub 7 this weekend. Please join us there. Look for the shirts. You know, tweet me. Tweet at Dan. Dan's got a table Saturday morning and Sunday afternoon. There will also be some Unpub After Dark where shenanigans go on. Uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of times to go get meals, play some games once the convention closes, you know, things like that. We're going to be around. I'm local. I can stay out late. No problems. Uh, So if you want to hang out, if you want to play some games, if you want to check out stuff, if you just want to find Dan and you need you know, somebody to point you in the right direction, let me know. I will be around. Uh, if you need a ride or anything like that, you know, we, we're available. If you want to know where to eat and you don't want me to come with you, that's okay too. Just don't hesitate to ask uh, while you're in town. Hopefully we can be your Baltimore guide if you are not from the area. And if you are from the area, then you know what you're doing anyway. So hopefully we'll see you this weekend if you're able to make it. If not, we will chat with you next weekend, recapping all of Unpub and all of the fun stuff we've been playing. So thank you for joining me. Remember that if you want to find us, you can do so on facebook.com slash League of Nonsensical Gamers. You can shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Check us out on places like Instagram, Nonsensical Gamers, or Cinnamon Buns. Go to the BGG Guild number 2077 and join the conversation. Always fun over there with the lovely people who chat. Thank you to our sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games. They have a lot of cool stuff coming your way, a lot of cool stuff on shelves right now. Check them out at playtmg.com, and thank you again for their support. And if you want to find us on Twitter, hit up Tiff at IneptGamer, find Dan at League Nonsense or at Scandalous underscore Nad, and find me at Cinnamon Buns, spelled phonetically. Thank you all, and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>